Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Listening to the Stardust Sessions with Lazy Stardust and Brina Garen. Welcome, witches, to another episode of the Stardust Sessions. I'm Brina Garen, and as you may know, this is a Patreon exclusive series where I, along with my good buddy and horrible goose witch, Lazy Stardust, have banterous chats about history and witchcraft and all the fun places where they intersect. So, for our second episode, we thought we would talk about King James. Uh, Jimmy, the godly boy, the godliest boy who ever godly boyed. Uh, we've, we've spoken about him before in uh, some previous things we did for, for Hex Positive. And Lazi, I know you're just just chomping <laughs> at the bit to get started on this. So take it away. Yeah, I mean, oh, James the first. So thought for this episode, listeners, we'd look at kind of his early life. Um, and, and running up to um, before some of the witch trial stuff, um, because I know we've had a look on previous episodes about Macbeth and the three witches. <laughs> um, but I just thought we'd chat about that. And uh, Bree was very, very lovely enough to have me on again to talk about him. So, I mean, Jimmy. I mean, I'm going to. There is a lot of times that I'm actually going to be like, poor sausage. And everyone's going to be like, sorry, did you just say, did, did you just say poor sausage about King James? You know, the guy who was responsible for the murders of like thousands of women. And I'm like, yeah. But like most well, things in history. We can, we can be sympathetic to people's, you know, hard times that they had in their lives and still look back later and go this is not how you deal with your trauma very bad hand slap yeah exactly um it's very very interesting fella i mean he technically became king from 13 months old that's that's a pretty that's a pretty early start i think to any sort of kingship at all um his mum was Mary Queen of Scots and um, she abdicated in 1567 and went to live with Queen Elizabeth I of England for like 20 years. So he was born and he like his mum had a proper horrible pregnancy with him as well. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit of a forthcoming. Um, but actually her her favourite so in the courts, and we'll be coming up to this <laughs> a little bit later on about uh, about favourites, because James had some. Um, one of her favourites, while she was carrying James, um, one of her favourites got murdered. And it almost caused her to miscarry. So it was a very, 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 um, very stressful pregnancy. And then 
when he was a few months old, his father was murdered as well. So that's a very... And that very, was Lord uh, Lord Darnley, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Lord Darnley. Um, yeah, the one she actually liked. Yeah, yeah, the one she actually liked. Um, oh, and then she, her heavy air quotes, abdicated. Yes. <laughs> Ab- <laughs> ha- abd- abdicated. Abdicated. And uh, yeah, went to live. Here with, having the uh, meaning of was forced to give up the crown. Yeah. Um, I mean, Queen Elizabeth kept her around for like 20 years. That is a very long time. Yeah, and then she was eventually, she was then eventually executed. So it's, yeah. It's all very sad. It's all very sad. She had a very, very sad life. You got to kind of feel for her. And for for a certain point, you know, we feel for for baby Jim as well, because it's like he never really knew his mom, you know, pretty much like, he he was barely weaned, you know, probably, you know, still in in his his, his diapies, you Wetness. know, barely a year yep. old. Yeah. And like she's just off and he, you know, he never saw her again. That was it. No. So they that never like really knew each other, which is very sad. And also he was a very sickly child. Like we'll be coming up to that like a little bit later on and we'll be touching on some of that. But he didn't actually walk until the well, okay. Um, like most things, it comes with the uh <laughs> with our uh, <laughs> our episodic witchly caveat or witch story and caveat of um yes, history is written by certain people. Um, so we've got to bear that in mind. But he he apparently struggled to walk up until the age of seven. So he had a lot of problems with his legs recurrent infections chest infections so he was a very very sickly child um his mum was catholic um and her honor was questioned an awful lot because queen elizabeth I was protestant um and that was the reigning kind of religious belief at the time and he was raised um by protestant priests you know, and he would have been raised by the court and everybody would have been sexist assholes. Basically, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, because at that time, you know, women are, you know, Eve's terrible. Women are terrible. Sin you inherit as soon as you pop out of the birth canal. Like, oh, yeah, there's yeah. there's just no sugarcoating it. It was no. like, you know. Anything a woman does, especially if it has any sort of ambition attached to it or any sort of like independent thinking attached to it, it's automatically suspect to someone because it's challenging, you know, the regime and the established order. Yes, exactly. Lizzie had Um, to deal with so much of that, but that's another topic for another day. Totally. And even though there was a queen on the throne in England, she was a Protestant queen. So therefore, that's fine. Um, strongly against catholics so it was it was it was from the instant he was kind of raised to hate his mum so he's just been she's just been taken away from him and then she's just raised he's raised hearing all of these terrible a terrible things about women and b terrible things about his particular mother um and all of that so that's really going to toxic masculinity just chef kiss absolutely at its finest so he is not going to be a fan of women anyway 
Marion, which, uh, which, yeah. which plays into something kind of funny because, you know, he's pra- he's praised throughout and I know we'll get to it later, but he, he's he's praised throughout his uh, his youth and his, you know, his young man years uh, is, you know, oh, he's he's famously, uh, you know, just this this very pure young man. He doesn't like go off messing around with girls or whatever. And I think it was because, you know, from a young age, he was taught to kind of be really suspicious of them and maybe like a little afraid of them. Um, but it's like, it's very marked that he, he definitely showed like a much more strong interest in like just hanging with the boys. And some people have interpreted that as maybe he didn't like women that much, but that's also viewing things through a modern lens. Context matters. But it, it's it's something that's interesting to note. That's like, yeah, clearly, you know, he did not have the best opinion of, of women. No, nobody did. Um, and I think it just inherently was just. Probably even physically beaten out of him because you just can't. Yeah, it's oh, it's horrible. Getting takes the most just thinking about it. Um but he, at the same time, had to defend his masculinity because, you know, growing up, um, if you're quite a sickly child, you're going to be king. You need some successes. You need a queen. <sighs> James did not have a lot of James had a lot of favourites in court, but not a lot of them were women at all. Um, I mean, yeah. you had. Yeah, Alexander Lindsay was one of his favourites, um, who was rumoured to be a knightly bedfellow and would guard him in his chambers. You Which then, was, was actually common. It we, was we should say common. That was something that was common practice, to have someone like literally in the bedchamber or even in the bed with someone who was in need of protection um there's a lot of stuff with you know women uh especially those who were of noble blood and needed to be kept uh chased before you know a marriage or something they would have someone else sleep with them so this is not uncommon for the time no it's not uncommon for the time um the thing is is then his actual attitude and behavior in court was also very different and as soon as a younger more attractive gentleman came along he would um, swap favorites incredibly incredibly quickly um so his first favorite was i may be pronouncing this wrong i want to say esme but that's could well be right esme yeah esme 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 stewart yeah uh stewart Later on was Robert Carr. George Billers as well was one of his favourites. And he had been seen being very, very affectionate to them in the court. And his, I mean, those were across like the whole of his um, life. But he did also apparently have a mistress called Anne Murray. So who knows? As well as his um, wife, Anne of Denmark, who had several children, but not all of them survived into adulthood um so he's a very busy very busy man very busy man. <laughs> i'm just yeah. like trying to like and and like you know any any sort of like modern lens on on human sexuality out of it like yeah. clearly he was someone who was very affectionate 
with the people he was close to. He was very open with his affection and he gave away, uh, you know, favors and titles very, very freely. So like when he liked you, he liked you like yeah. a lot, like you were freaking family to Jamesy if he liked you. And if he didn't like you, you were screwed. And even if he got bored of you, you were also pretty like, it's just like, no, okay, there's someone younger and more attractive. Be gone. Um, so, no, it is very, very interesting. Um, so a little bit before that in terms of James, because witchcraft, kind of witch hunting and witchcraft and prosecution of witchcraft was definitely not just James. This wasn't just him who who had brought it in. Um, there was kind of like witchcraft laws all throughout history. Um, oh God, there were some, some people even say it kind of dates back even to Anglo-Saxon times, um, that kind of it persecution does. of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And you need to, you, it ranged from having to pay a fine and then just escalated up from there. So it's, it also depended on what the crime was. So if you were a little old lady with herbs and stuff, then, yeah, you'd probably get a fine. If you were involved in kind of witchcraft by a suspected murder of a person, that is when the torture and the the kind of the trials and the the execution would take place. It wasn't just earlier on. It really it really wasn't so spinning believe, all the way but yeah i believe uh, around that time um elizabeth the first had put a law on the books uh that kind of softened things a little bit but not yeah. much no, uh not it much. was like yeah it was like okay well if you um well before her i should say it was it was like okay well if you're accused and convicted of witchcraft it's it's straight to the gallows that that's yes. just it you, you don't get any yeah. leniency, um, yeah. you could be convicted on almost anything. It was just like, off you go, off you pop. Um, but with uh, with Liz, she was like, all right, let's um, let let's try and get some some principles in here. Let's let's tone things down just just a scotch. Uh, so okay, well if you're convicted of 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 witchcraft, where it's just like, oh well, you know, you might have like blighted some crops or caused some livestock to die or you know, you might have bewitched somebody or whatever. Uh, you'll get a year in prison for your first uh, your first conviction, which still is not a picnic. You know, prisons oh, back no. then were were fairly terrible. Like you'd have to pay for your upkeep, and people did die because the conditions were really awful. Um, dysentery, just exactly, oh, absolutely horrible. exactly terrible food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cold and yeah, just nasty. Damp and just ugh, nasty stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, Henry the it was Henry the Eighth made it um, witchcraft more of a secular issue in um, yes. 1542. Um, yes. So he tried to pull it away from the religious issue, but then yes. to be fair, Henry the Eighth was uh, not exactly a fan of religion because uh, you know divorcing <laughs> his wives is so much easier than you know it's cheaper than getting them executed for sure. Mm, um, talk about yeah, being so, fickle with your favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah, James James was a bit fickle with these favourites. Ah, <laughs> and really the ain't, president so. leading the way. <laughs> Liz's dad. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, but, um, kind of started yeah. from there. Yeah. So it kind of it ramped up from fines to then like kind of the early 1500s. It was 
mid 1500s it was kind of moving more towards okay this is a secular issue this is not as Mm -hmm. a religious issue because it used to be religious people so the priest could just condemn somebody um without anything so it was this was when the more the trials and actually like you were saying earlier the witchcraft law from 1563 which was under elizabeth that went relatively unpunished there are a few incidents in um i think it was colchester in 1566 you know you had kind of very small spots and it was very localized to one area it wasn't like the whole sweeping like witch mania that we would have been kind of used to in 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 james's period um also when it came to things like literature witches were still talked about so again um as i was saying um on our previous episode like Macbeth was the pinnacle of the witch in theater um but it's still other witches came before and other witches came after um because you also had um dr faustus was written by marlow um that was before that was 1588 but it wasn't actually published until 1604 which is when Jimmy came to power. So that's an interesting tell in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't uh, Thomas Middleton's The Witch also done around that same time? Another play about yes. The Witch? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And you had um, Ben Johnson's um, Mask mm-hmm. of Queens. Um, and then you had the 11 witches who were the anti-mask. Um, mm-hmm. But the, hearing the descriptions about the anti-mask, I, I was just... <sighs> You know, they're described in the play as being like seven foot frame rats along their back. No, sorry, I had to get that <laughs> somewhere. It wasn't actually that. Um, but, you know, they were supposed to have rats on their shoulders and, and, and you know, their hair all over the place. And I just kind of felt like when I was reading about the descriptions of these this kind of anti-mask, these anti-queens in this play, you know, these little pots of salve and, you know, they had their skirts tucked. And I just instantly thought, who hasn't walked out of the loo with their skirt tucked in their knickers? Who hasn't done that? Like, you can't say that's a witch concept. <laughs> you can't just like, we've all, we've all gone on a night out and our hair's ended up like slightly messy. Our <laughs> skirt's tucked in our pants and we need a salve because, you know, it's a little bit awkward. And it's just like, I don't think... You should be punishing these ladies <laughs> for this, but yeah, just, yeah, um, it's yeah. I just yeah. Who who hasn't tucked their skirt into their pants? So that that did make me that did make me cackle quite a lot. I was like, we've all done it, mate. We've all done it. So witchcraft law under under Lizzie. Um, yeah. First offense, you go to prison. Second offense, though, you're 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 out of luck. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yep. But James will take that and and run with it later. But we're not there quite yet. No. Um, he he still he still has to uh, kind of curry favor and well it I'll bring it back around actually to um, when his when his mother was executed 1587. Uh, you know the the year or two before he had started uh, really kind of establishing himself at, at like the head of the table uh, rather than being like the first among equals type thing that had been before with the various factions. And uh, he started cultivating goodwill with Lizzie because he wanted to be her, uh, her successor. So like the very next year she 
you know, has his mother executed and he just kind of goes, hey, that was uncalled for because he can't do anything. He can't do anything. It's like if he if he raises a fuss, it's going to be war and then he won't get to succeed her on the throne. No, you won't get the Stuarts backing. You won't get. Yeah, it's it's. It is like people say like Game of Thrones, like, oh, it just seems a little bit like everybody's out to stab each other. It's just like, no, the British monarchy is exactly like Game of Thrones. It is exactly like that. Uh, Well, not currently. Well, I don't know. But, you know, it's uh, we don't know. It could be. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about our Lizzie, our current Lizzie, because, yeah, I could (laughs) talk about her for ages and her, her just the fact that she wore a brooch that the Obamas gave her when Trump came to visit. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, she's just, I talk about her an awful lot. Um, Yeah. So his ideas of witchcraft were definitely brought to him by the, you know, all those outside influences. It was a popular cultural issue at the time. It wasn't definitely standalone, but um, he talked a lot to um, when he was going off to see Anne, um, he talked a lot to a Danish astrologer called Tycho Brahe. People may have heard of him. Oh, um, yeah. And he was a big believer in witchcraft and its dangers. So he definitely had the the ear of uh, King James. He, as he grew up, he still had problems with his walking. He still had problems with his gait. He still had... Uh, still has a lot of physical issues a lot of physical issues that he was definitely trying to overcome um and when he did eventually succeed queen elizabeth a lot of people were just happy to have a man back on the throne so they were very willing to let a lot of shit slide just to be like oh yeah it's absolutely fine he's he's a really cool dude he's a really cool dude um like i think one guy I'm just going to read a direct quote so I don't get it wrong. Um, oh, a good quotation. Oh, yes. Sources will be available. Um, mm, soft. Soft. Dunk those haters in that sauce. So Sir John Harrington um, was a celebrated courtier and gossip. Um, praised his good nature and sharp intellect. And uh, Roger Wilbram, who was a London lawyer at the time, um, enthused the king is the sharpest of wit and invention, ready and pithy speech and exceedingly good memory, the sweetest and pleasantest best nature that I ever saw. And Which then fits. Some, that yeah. that tracks, you know, he was yeah. he was like very popular. He had a lot of friends. He was very outgoing and he was very well read as well. He was yeah. an, an intelligent guy and he was very well educated and loved to read. And he published books. Yeah. <laughs> Bree and I just go. Boo. Well, it, oh, he published books. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. All of them condemned witches. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, it's just you what? You you what, mate? <laughs> it just yeah, it's just um oh his books. So yeah, he was a learned man. But then later on, he got uh, later on he got famously crowned the wisest fool in Christendom. So it's. Yeah, his his enamour did not last long when he actually took the the throne. So bless her, Queen Elizabeth pops her clogs. 
very, very well loved, but did not create an heir. The Virgin Queen may have had the prince of a stomach. A stomach <laughs> may have had the prince of a stomach. The Virgin Queen may have had the stomach of a prince and the brain of a prince, but she did not produce an heir. So that's when he took over. He was able to take over, get himself established in London for, for a while and again had lots of fun with his favourites, but he did eventually need to marry. And this is where Anne of Denmark comes in um, and we will be going into that hopefully in another episode a little bit more about specifically um, those witch trials um, and about the information that kind of sparked off his interest in that. Um, when he was over there, Denmark, the European witch hunts had really taken hold um and it was just oh, yeah speaking to Tycho, speaking to loads of other different people about how dangerous witches was and if you mix that with somebody who is very very poorly and has an awful lot to prove and an inherently ingrained misogynistic worldview boom we get King James. Do you want witch trials? Because that's how, <laughs> that's you, get how you get witch trials. <laughs> yes, but um, the whole the whole bit with Anne is actually uh, it really sort of feeds into those trials that uh, that happen because he. Uh, I suppose we could co we cover we could cover that now. We've we've got time. Um, when he was setting up to go and see her uh, to to meet her and do the proxy marriage and like the informal stuff and then come back and you know the coronation all that um he was delayed i i think twice by yeah, twice. these very very uh fierce storms at sea and he uh he talked to one of his advisors and was like you know why is this happening you know you assured me that everything was going to be fine and of course this advisor who is probably just like uh 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 uh, uh like you know, shuffling papers nervously, trying to find an explanation, eventually just pulls out of his ass. Well, it must have been witches because your majesty is divinely appointed because divine right of kings. You you are anointed by God to be king. And so the, the, there must be witches working against you that, that don't want this to happen. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, totally witches. So the first time um, Anne was supposed to come across and see him um, and there was some bad weather and they got turned around and then she tried to come across again and there was bad weather and they got turned around and then he didn't hear from her at all for a couple of weeks. So he'd feared the absolutely feared the worst. Um, and then um, not only to prove, um, you know, all his writings about demonology and how terrible witches are. You know, I am the most godly boy to ever godly boyed. He was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sail over there because there had been a lot of talk about his nightly bedfellows and a lot of talk about his favourites um, and whether or not he. Yeah, his sexuality um, was raised a couple of times um, and he was in quite a lot of danger at that point. Um, so he was just like, right, OK, I've got to find myself a wife. So he very nobly and bravely um, rallied a fleet to go over and rescue Anne and bring her back himself. So, you know, he he overcame those witches. He overcame 
anything that would probably stop his or even possibly stop his love for this woman because he is king god damn it and if my queen can't come to me i will go to my queen and i will bring her back to england and there we shall reign supreme so it was definitely a um it was definitely a show as much Mm -hmm. of a oh god (laughs) i need to just maybe uh chill it with some of my friends for a while and i need to just lay low for a little bit and uh, i'll go over there and that will be absolutely fine it's also a lot of super yeah there's there's sort of like two stories about how the the first meeting occurred as well which i find very funny uh because it all depended on like who you needed to tell the story to uh there's there's the whole like the very proper one where he went and was was met and everything proceeded very formally according to you know proper etiquette and then there's the one he told to the blokes back in scotland was oh yeah i i charged off the rowboat i swept her off her feet and i kissed her silly and yep. and we've we've been we've been together ever since and yeah then it's yeah. just sort of like uh propaganda Woo, cute. yeah absolutely yeah and you know apparently anne was just like what what are you doing like don't even come near me <laughs> like you know you've just got off this boat like and you're just marching towards me and just like oh you know i'm just gonna you know like kiss kiss either side and you know like oh i'm gonna shower you in all these gifts and she's just like whoa 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 three steps back you you smell of fish and ass (laughs) yes exactly it's just like no not a oh no not a very yeah and it's just um also the way that witches used to travel um so we we've talked about things like okay i'm just gonna hop in an eggshell um another common one so it wasn't all broomsticks hashtag not all broomsticks um there was also things like um washing tubs and things like that so anything could be anything could be used at all in any sort of witchcraft which actually kind of goes back to the the stuff that we've talked about like you've talked about in your podcast of like you use what you've got to hand like okay don't have a cauldron that's fine i've got a i've got a big ass um got a big ass bowl or whatever but it just means that anything that could be found in someone's home could have just been used in that way oh yeah yeah and wasn't there a, a superstition as well at the time that um witches who were going to uh make storms they would row out in, in a sieve yeah in a sieve as well yeah mm-hmm. and it's like yeah logically my brain's just like a sieve has holes in it like a sieve has holes in it well, like, yes, and again, well, we touched upon this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them in the water. Okay, yeah. So it could be absolutely anything that they've um, that they've talked about, and it's just it is just really interesting how this stuff just escalates, and it can just this folklore just absolutely. And there are still now places where you can like. I remember growing up, and my nan would be like, "Oh, you've got to break a little hole." in the bottom of the eggshells to make sure that they like dissolve like degrade properly and again i was like researching and stuff and i was just like oh that comes from people used to put holes in the bottom of eggshells because they thought then the witches can't get them and hop in them and ride away exactly and i was just like oh that's bonks isn't it it's it's so it's so crazy how like things we don't even think of today, like they come down from these old 
superstitions, which is something we should uh, we should explore in a future episode, Ooh, I think. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so James marries Anne, comes back. He's king of Scotland. Uh, and later he will become uh, king of England in early 1600s when 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 Lizzie, bless her, pops it. Yeah. Uh, but before that happens, there's a big to do in Scotland, in North Berwick. And I believe oh. we shall save that for another day. Yes. <laughs> Gotta keep you coming back. Yep. <laughs> Gotta lure you in. <laughs> but yes, so I believe that will wrap it up for this episode of the Stardust Sessions. Lazi, do let the people know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter on at bihexual history um i'm hoping to get some more content up in a few days as well which will be very exciting most excellent you can also find both of us over on the nerd and tie discord along with trey dorn the illustrious host of uh our sibling podcast bh3 witchcraft if you're not listening you should be uh the invite is over at nerd and slash discord and if uh if you have an interest you can find me as at brain garen on twitter tiktok wordpress and instagram uh, you can find me as Brie Landwalker on Tumblr. Ooh, secret collect. Woo. And uh, if, if you have an interest in uh, buying my books, you can also visit brienicgarren.wordpress.com slash shop. And that is the Willow Wings Witch Shop. Lovely little place. So, yes. And we will see you next month for yet another episode of the Stardust Sessions. Until then, this is Brie and Lazi, and we'll see you next time. Honk! I fucking love you. <laughs> oh god! I'm Why leaving the honk. I'm leaving in the honk. That is staying. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at Hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Brina Garen on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hex. Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at, at Brina Garen on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hacks.